Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jambo, everyone. I'm Safari Mike. That's right. There is no Dave tonight. You're not hearing the dulcet tones of Dave McBride. He's done some uh, a few shows on his own, uh, some music shows. He also had Scott Campbell once replace me. But this is the first time I am actually technically replacing Dave. And I am here in our satellite studios of the beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Joining me is my better half, the looks and brains of the biggest Diz Twitter power couple in the world. At Raising Las Vegas, Jumbo Christina, how are you? Hi, Mike. <laughs> so, uh, as you, I'm sure you all know Christina, she's been a frequent guest here on our show. She's been on a few times now. And of course, perhaps more famously, she is the designer of all of the new t-shirts you see popping up at our Tee Public sh- uh, uh, store. She's making them at a fast and furious pace. More to come. And right now, I recommend you go over to our Tee Public stores. Check us on any of our um, social media pages, either at Jumbo Everyone or uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom on Instagram, and you'll see a link to our Tee Public store. We have some awesome T-shirts, and I am going to put Christina on the spot right now to tell us about a few of them. What are her favorites? Well, um... Right now, until the end of July, all the money goes to the World Ranger Fund. That's true. Very true. Which was actually my pick. So for the first time, they let me pick the the charity. And uh, for those who don't know, the World Ranger Fund is comprised of rangers throughout the world, as it suggests. Um, But sometimes they'll hold the Congress here in the United States, which is also always awesome. Um, and then there's a huge drive in the U.S., but every few years they rotate around, much like the Olympics, where it's going to be, and they can always use donations for some of those less supported um, parks. So I think my favorite ones, I like all the watercolor ones for sure. Like the one uh, I'm wearing right so- now. I'm wearing a Pangani Forest Trail yeah. one right now. <laughs> I get I got some comments about that on, when I was uh, walking around the Gorilla Falls. Uh, Sanaa's my by, by far my favorite. Sanaa is a good one, and I got a lot of comments from the people at Sanaa because I uh, not uh, accidentally wore my Sanaa shirt when I went to eat at Sanaa a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and it was quite popular. Uh, so make sure you check out uh, all the Christina's great new designs, uh, and as she told you, uh, all the proceeds. We don't keep a dime of it. Any proceeds we make goes to conservation funds, and currently it is for the World Ranger Fund. Uh, and if you um, follow Christina on uh, Twitter, at Raising Las Vegas, she is famous because she once outran a monorail. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, we're talking about heat today. And uh, it is July, it's August. So it's a good time to bring up, bring up heat and living in Las Vegas. Christina, you've lived here for how long? Ten years. Ten last years. Month. All right. 
and so she knows quite a bit about the heat and I've been uh, I've been here for a couple of years now so I'm started getting used to the heat it's been over 100 degrees here but it's a dry heat unlike Florida so we're going to talk a little I bit also about work that in 911 dispatching so um, you can imagine out in Vegas a large tourist area a lot of what we get is heat related illnesses so much like Orlando just a dry heat <laughs> right and I, I don't think people when they come out here understand the heat um, I for example a quick story before we start getting into Animal Kingdom is Christina um, took uh, me hiking to St. Thomas which is uh, part of Lake Mead. It's an old town that got uh, um, covered by Lake Mead. It's when they America's built. Atlantis. There you go, America's Atlantis. <laughs> um, and as this lake receded, there's still parts of the town that you can walk around. So we went there. It was 124 degrees uh, mm-hmm. when we went hiking. And I was doing all right. We were walking around. It was pretty flat. It's not that, you know, not that big of a deal in terms of hiking. But towards the end of the hike, I started feeling a little tingling in my legs. And I didn't understand yeah. what that meant, but of course the Miss 911 operator sitting next to me knew exactly what that meant, and that meant what? Uh, you had some sort of heat illness and you're experiencing heat cramps. Not, so, it, not a good sign. At the time, I think you were experiencing heat exhaustion. You were, I, you don't recall this, but I recall your speech was starting to get slurry. Oh really, it's ending even And then that. that's when I asked what would, how, like if you were doing okay, you're, uh-huh. The skin color can change, right. which you were definitely flush, but one would expect that in that kind of heat. Sure. And then you were getting a little slurry, you were moving really slow, and when I asked you how you were, you told me that you were getting tingling in your legs, mm-hmm. and I went, oh, this is not good. <laughs> so, I mean, I, of course, you know, growing up in New Jersey and spending summers a lot in Maine, not exactly where you would get a lot of heat, uh, like certainly not 124 degrees. So I didn't really know what was going on. I certainly didn't even realize I was having slurred speech or looking flushed. Yeah. I just felt the tingling in the legs. So uh, it's that's good to know for, for people. I mean, mm-hmm. you, walking around Florida parks and not giving yourself uh, what you need to do, and we'll get into what you need to do um, for the heat, especially with children. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth in a, in a few minutes. But it's, it's good to know these things, these sort of signs and right. symptoms. And it's um, important to know if you're traveling or vacationing, like he said, with children. So younger, the younger people in your group and then the elderly are going to be much more susceptible to heat exhaustion. And then also, if you've had heat stroke or um, a severe heat exhaustion in the past, you could also become more susceptible oh, yourself. Okay. See, I had no idea. So... So would I count as being more susceptible since I had that little issue at St. Thomas? I mean, I didn't have a heat stroke. You I didn't just sort pass of, out or right, anything. Right, all right. I think you're, you, didn't, you didn't get into full stroke. But, right. but you could, I mean, you could very well be, we learned our lesson with that. Lots of fluids. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what you should do. And again, especially with kids. But let's talk a little bit about Animal Kingdom first. And then we'll get into some of the signs and symptoms that you are our resident expert in, so I'll put you on the spot again for that. But um, in terms of Animal Kingdom, I mean, everybody talks about how Animal Kingdom is the hottest park in Disney World. And I'm going to ask Christina if she agrees with that. Yes. And why do you, do you, do you, ha- do you have a sense as to why you think it's the hottest park? I, well, I think it's, 
perceived as the hottest park exactly. and then it also is the hottest park and one is that everything's very spread out so you're walking long distances before you get into shaded or air-conditioned areas the other thing is the type of foliage in there is um, you know it, ha it causes this greenhouse effect mm -hmm. so it feels a little bit more humid which because your skin can't breathe you feel hotter um, right, because it, the humidity is higher in that park due to the different types of vegetation it has and a lot of vegetation so yeah, there's a lot of green there's a lot of covering you and there's not a lot of open space for example in epcot the whole thing is open so a little breeze you're feeling that you're not feeling it the animal kingdom the other two things I thought of that make it seem like a, um, a hotter park than it really is is two things, and that's one is, unlike many of the other, or the three other three theme parks, I should say, most of the queues where you're just standing out, at, you know, waiting, are outside. Kali River Rapids is outside. Expedition Everest is outside. Kilimanjaro Safari is basically outside. You're cramped in that little... That's a horrible design for a, for a queue in the heat. I mean, that cramped little... Uh, walkway with the wood all over you and there's no air coming through with that at all um you know even navi river journeys outside the only ones that are really inside are dinosaur and lion king's outside lion king's outside that's another good example the only one that's a really indoors are flight of passage and half the time you know half of it you're outside it too if you're waiting on the two hour lines and dinosaur um other than that you're pretty much outside standing in line waiting for the rides uh, number two is, unlike, again, many of the other theme parks, the counter services are all outdoors. So you're sitting outside for Flame Tree Barbecue, for most, mostly for Satuli, for Harambe Market, for the Yak and Yeti, for, um, uh, I think I'm missing one. The only one that's really indoors is Pizza Fari, and they don't even use it anymore as a counter service. It's basically just a, uh, uh, a well, at least when I was there, it was a spot where you can go to take off your mask and relax. Um, in the in the cold, but so um, I think those two things contribute to people thinking it's hotter than Epcot or Magic Kingdom because you're indoors and air conditioning a lot more in those two other parks. Now, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the signs and symptoms since you this is your uh, Ballywick as a 911 dispatcher. You got to know what the signs and symptoms of uh, heat exhaustion or heat stroke or however you want to term it. So why don't you kind of give that out for the listener? Um, so heat stroke can be characterized with a rapid or strong pulse, dizziness. Um, you could have rapid breathing as well. Um, as Mike mentioned, heat cramps are common. Mm -hmm. So if you start getting cramping, mainly in your extremities and your legs, and uh, fainting, dizziness, um, uh, color change in your skin uh, you might notice that someone seems to have that kind of brain fog they're not thinking clearly on slurred speech as I mentioned before yeah. with you so yeah I didn't even realize I had that one yeah. as well so normally and and it's hard to say everyone looks flush when you're at Disney World mm -hmm. and you're out in the heat in sure, August. Sure. everyone looks flush but you know but that is you know one of the telltale signs um, when someone becomes flushed maybe they have a rapid heart rate or heart or breathing and or they start getting dizzy or you just notice they're really they seem to be moving slow they seem to be talking strangely they're really having trouble thinking um, those all might be signs that, hey, th this person might be experiencing some heat exhaustion. 
and, and again, like we were talking about when I was, when we were at St. Thomas, um, I didn't even realize it. So if you're with somebody, keep it, if it's really hot, really muggy, really bad out in, in uh, you know, in July and August when you're walking around Animal Kingdom or one of the other parks, you know, make sure you're keeping an eye on whoever you're with, even adults. I mean, kids, obviously, you're going to have to keep an eye on them. They're, they don't know better. But with adults, um, you know, keep an eye on them. So if you see any of those things and in, in the symptoms, you know, I think you need to take a break and have some water, relax. I mean, what... I mean, that's what you do, right? Tingling, heat cramps, for sure. Um, any slurred speech, for sure. Um, any rapid heart rate or breathing. Um, yeah, if I mean, if you have any of those symptoms, um, definitely seek help. There's also related to heat, you could have edema, but that's you're probably not going to see that in the initial onset. That's after you've been... Um, you've had either heat exhaustion or heat stroke. You may experience some edema on the, the rest of your vacation. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be something that you think, oh, let me just go and cool down, but it could affect the rest of your trip. For people who don't know, what is edema? It's a additional fluid retention. So it's in, like a swelling. In, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, if anyone's athletes will get it mm -hmm. you know sure. I've, I've definitely gotten it after marathons sure um, but it can be brought on by heat as well so that additional swelling and it's painful <laughs> from someone who's had it from running it's it's really really painful the additional swelling in your legs um i think we even got me a magnesium drip the last time i had it mm. from a race because it, yeah, yeah. it is really uncomfortable really painful um I don't know why you do those things, but I mean, <laughs> she actually ran an ultra marathon, 51 kilometers, which is how many miles? It was the area 51, 51 K. So we ran to area 51. 35 miles? 36 point 36. something. I can't remember. So imagine doing a marathon and add another 10 miles to it. That's what she did for some reason. I don't oh. know why. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to say you did it, right? to try it you don't know until you try if you'll like it I All did right. not <laughs> so let's go through um, some of the park a little bit and talk some, talk about each um, land so to speak the first one obviously is the oasis and most people don't spend a lot of time in the oasis but this is a good example of what Christina was talking about before in that um, there's a lot of foliage there's a lot of trapped humidity mm -hmm. by the by the trees and the Absolutely. foliage there so if it's really hot and humid, this is probably going to be one of the more hot and humid areas of the park. Um, but again, this is usually what people do at the end. They're at the, at the beginning. So uh, not a lot of people are, you know, spending an hour at the Oasis in the middle of the afternoon. But again, this is a good example of that. A good a good spot there. Um, there's that kind of caved area. Oh, yeah, this sure. little, like, alcove. And I want to say there's a waterfall. There is there. indeed. If we are waiting for someone in the group to... You know, if, if you're in a big group, a lot of times when you first arrive, people are sorting themselves out, looking at maps. Uh, maybe someone's renting a stroller. Um, you know, various things when you all first gather in a park. That's where my family likes to go because mm -hmm. it's a little bit cooler mm -hmm. there. And we just like to camp there till everyone's ready to go in and we got our game plan down. Um, so that's where I suggest in the Oasis to, uh, to kind of get yourself a little bit of a break so you don't have that constant heat exposure. That's a good point. All right, so you ready to move to Discovery Island? Yes. This is probably the area or one of the areas best suited for you if you just need 
some air conditioning. You got the shops, you got Pizza Fari, you got Starbucks, and it also, uh, speaking of Starbucks, and I know Dave would cringe if I uh, directed people to Starbucks, but that is actually where the first aid station is uh, at yep. Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's actually behind Starbucks. So if you are suffering from something uh, or you think you might be suffering from something, that's where you want to go. Yes, absolutely. And it's, um, I, I don't want to gripe too much on Disney, but I, I was, and I will get to my story later. I had mm-hmm. a heat related illness at Disney and I remember we were trying to find the first aid thing and it's not obvious there. No, it's, it's not. actually behind the building. Yeah. You have to go back behind there. It's very much not obvious. And then it's over in an area where there's not really any kids stuff. So mine right. involved a very, very young child and we were rushing to the other side of the park um, for this fur day station trying to find it. So. Yeah, not, not only is it behind Starbucks, it's not, like you said, it's not well designated. No, There's not a big sign that tells you it's, it's a little... And, and, and you almost feel like you're going somewhere you're not supposed to be going. Oh, yeah. Like no, you're, it, like it you're on like, a cast member path or something. You don't, you don't yeah. feel like you're going in the right place, but you are. I'm telling you right now, it's behind mm-hmm. the Starbucks. So if you have any problems, never mind just even heat-related problems, anything, cut, whatever... Um, that's where the first aid station is, and go behind Starbucks, you will find it. The other part about Discovery Island I wanted to talk about real quick is the Tree of Life trails. We always talk about how great the Tree of Life trails are, and you know you see the kangaroos and all that kind of stuff, um, and it's always very quiet. But there's a couple of nice spots there. There's um, a particularly similar to what Christine was talking about, the waterfall. There's a waterfall that actually comes off of the Tree of Life in front of it, um, if you go up the Tree of Life trails, you'll actually go into this little cave where the waterfall's in front of you. You're, again, seeing the back end of water, just like the Jungle Cruise joke. But it's very refreshing to have that uh, waterfall go, and you get that. It makes and it I much cooler. There's a couple benches. There so are, too. you need to get off your feet. Yep, absolutely. Have some fluids. It's a good, not heavily trafficked spot where you can sit down. And it doesn't feel as muggy as some of the other uh, well, I think trails and things. a higher elevation too. That's You're true. Above the foliage, so that's, yeah, yeah, it that's feels very good point. cooler. You're that's right. very good point. Um, and and especially by that waterfall, that's that's a great spot. Now we're gonna go into Dino Land, so we could talk. Can a, I say one more for that? Area? Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. I don't know if I, I think this is still Discovery Island. Tough to be a bug. It is absolutely yeah. I've gone down there just. <laughs> oh, that's true. I mean, <laughs> it is a theater. It's indoors, and just to be, be, I mean, it's down. It gets down below the surface, so it's it is much cooler. And as un, you're going down. right, and unlike many of the other attractions we've been talking about, the queue or the waiting area is indoors, mm-hmm. air conditioned indoors, and obviously the theater. You're going to sit down. You'll be yep. you're comfortable. Um, it's not like, I don't, I don't even know why they do this, but in the other theaters, and I know I'm jumping around the park a little bit, but like you said, Festival of the Lion King, the bug, uh, the uh, bird show, uh, Finding Nemo, all the queues were outside. I mean, I don't even know why they do that, but you're waiting outside. You could be sitting in the sun for 20 minutes in the, like 90 to 5 degree heat um, and the humidity and the, it, waiting for the show. It's so dumb. But this one, it's tough to be a bug. You are indoors. You can see all those cool posters. It's dark. It's cold. It's great. Um, and as I long have as a kid that's very much afraid of that show. <laughs> yeah, well, that's but I'll go down with you know the rest of the party just to, I know we're not staying, I know I'm going to walk right in that theater and walk right out the <laughs> right. back exit because he can't handle it. But it's, right. if 
if I'm with my group and my group wants to do it's a nice cool spot so I'll go ahead and take that break out of the heat okay so let's move on from Discovery Island we'll start by taking a right and go to Dinoland and um, the first thing you see when you walk in Dinoland is essentially the boneyard mm -hmm. and this is a, a kid's dream at the Boneyard, we have talked about this, uh, Christine and I, per privately and on the show with uh, Dave, how much we love the Boneyard, how our children love the Boneyard. Uh, you know, Dave's young son enjoys the Boneyard. Christina's two younger kids enjoy the Boneyard. Um, my kids, when they were little, enjoyed the Boneyard. It's great. It's the best. It's the best playground, I think, by far, in uh, Disney World. However. It is outdoors, and it can get hot. Uh, There's a lot for of kids. climbing too. There's a lot of activity, yeah. especially for the kids. I mean, some parents, and Christine might talk about this more, but some parents just like sit at that at the exit because you know mm -hmm. they can't leave without you. They just sit at the exit and let their kids run around well, for 45 minutes or so. And there is and that a might water fountain, and, and what I do is. Uh, um, single parent with two kids if I'm ever there is I plant myself right by that water fountain because I can see the exit and I can see most of the points around so I know right. no one's getting past me but I've and so since I sit there I can say I've never I always see parents I don't see kids taking a break um, which leads to my story with this with heat illness go um, for it I was there with my, my whole family lives in, in uh, Florida, mainly Orlando. So I was there with a very large group. Um, my two kids were, I think, four-year-old and one-year-old at the time. And we were all taking turns running around after them in the boneyard and letting them play. And they were completely happy and we were okay with them. And I think it must have been a couple hours that we were in there, but we were switching off. Some people would go on a ride, come back, just let the kids play. And because we were switching off, which I've, I've seen a lot of groups do this. A lot of people do that. Um, between either I've two parents, someone goes, gets, you know, a drink or mm -hmm. something Bathroom, while the other whatever. one's watching. And, um, and so we were all switching, watching the kids, running around after them. We're just keeping an eye on them. And between all of us switching, we didn't notice not a single one of us had given the kids a break. And as I was saying before, the most susceptible to illness are going to be your elderly and your very young. And our one-year-old passed out completely. He just, he had full heat exhaustion, just passed out on us and then was super lethargic. And we had to book it all the way across uh -huh. to where I found, that's when I found out right. where first aid was. Book it all the way across the first aid. And I think they gave him a Pedialyte pop or there something really, like really that. There really should be a couple of first aid stations. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm surprised kind of that we we first had to go to Discovery um, and into the main shop right there at the entrance right. thinking, okay, there's there it's got to be somewhere around the entrance. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have anything they could give us for him. And, but they did give us directions there, and I'm surprised in a park like that they don't have just Pedialyte pops at all these stations for, you know, oh, someone who needs sense. quick electrolytes and something. In the stores or down, something? Because in the stores you can get aspirin. I mean, you ask for aspirin, they mm -hmm. all have them behind the counter. I don't yeah, know why no, they don't have that. I had to go to the first aid for that, and they checked him out, and he was fine. But, you know, between, it again, it had been a couple hours of him climbing around, running around that playground area, and because we were switching people so much, so... A tip I have is don't 
rely on just saying, okay, after so often we're going to have a break, really set up break times and set them ahead of time with your kids so that they know it's not a big fit they're going to have. It's not a discussion. At this time, we all take a break. We get some fluids in us. If you have electrolytes, definitely get your electrolytes and set up those designated times at the beginning before you go in. Talk to everyone in the group. They all know if you need to set alarms on your phone or your watch so that when those times hit, you say, all right, everyone, cool down break. And then, and then you get your fluids. And that way you don't have to worry about, well, did Uncle Joe uh, give him a break during right. his rotation? Oh, shoot, he's already on, out to go ride dinosaur. I can't ask him now. I, I mean, I think that's a great idea to setting the timer. Put it on your phone. A half hour. After 30 minutes, you grab the kid and say, we're going to take a drink. We're going to take a rest. Or whatever you think would be mm-hmm. appropriate. That half hour just came to my mind. I mean, when we were talking about, um, when we were talking about uh, me, when I was, and I was an adult, and I didn't even realize what was going on. Never mind a two-year-old kid. They're not going to have any idea. They're not going to say to themselves, oh, I'm having heat exhaustion. I mean, they have, no. they have no idea. You, as the adult, have got to take control of it. And I think a timer is a great idea. So even if somebody switches, like let's say you set the timer for a half an hour and I came back and you wanted to go do something, you could say to me, all right, I've got 10 minutes left on my timer. I'll set my timer for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great way to do it. And this way you know the kid's going to get, you know, have cold water or water at least and uh, give him or her uh, a drink every half hour because they run around like crazy in the boneyard. And by drink, we don't mean coffee or soda. Well, no, which I has mean a water. high sodium. Make sure what you're drinking is water. Don't drink iced tea. Don't drink coffee. Don't drink a soda with sodium. If you want those at like lunch or whatever, but during your uh, fluid breaks, make sure that you're drinking either just water or something with high electrolytes. Like Gatorade, Gatorade or something, like that, something yeah. like that. If you carry noon, drop a noon. Or, I don't know whether they make liquid IV, drip drop, you know, like all of those. That's actually a good point, what Christina just said. I mean, I don't know how many people are familiar with noon. I know Christina loves it, and I, you know, I, I, it's, it's good. It's uh, these little things that you pop into water. It dissolves. It gives it a little bit of flavor, whatever it is, strawberry lemonade, whatever it is. But it, but it provides a great amount of electrolytes. That, that's actually a perfect thing. If you can grab just like a thing of noon, you can get them at the store, at a supermarket. I know Target has them, for example. Just grab one, and that is great. Now your kids love it, so you pop one in. I have one it's, kid that it's better does than water. not like water. He will not drink water for me, but if I give him a grape flavored or strawberry lemonade, he thinks that's what he's drinking. He doesn't. It's not no longer water to him. So if you have a kid that's resistant to water, I have one that likes water, one that doesn't. You know, that's a way to get them some flavor to it, but then also get those electrolytes that they're sweating out in the heat. Now, uh, along with the boneyard and next to the boneyard is Triceratops spin. Um, so a lot of people spend a lot of time when they have little ones in in, in um, Animal Kingdom, going back and forth to the boneyard and Triceratops spin. I know Dave does with with his son. Uh, again, that's all outdoors. That's you know, that's not going to make anything better by going to Triceratops spin. You got to keep on top of giving them your kids water, giving them rest, giving them breaks, all that kind of stuff. Dinosaur, however, as we were talking about before, is one of the few um, uh, attractions where the queue is indoors and it, it is delightful on a hot day to go inside and wait in line at Dinosaur and watch Dr. Seeker's pre-game, you know, pre-show and all that kind of stuff. 
And also, one, uh, one thing I forgot about um, restaurants before, one of the counter services that is actually indoors, and it's actually big, is Restaurantosaurus. And uh, a tip here, it is one, at least before COVID. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure what they're doing about, well, since COVID, but it was the only counter service in Disney World, uh, in the Animal Kingdom that I can think of, that had uh, a refillable station. So if you got like a juice, you can refill it, uh, or an iced tea, or I mean, we don't recommend iced tea and soda to help you with um, with uh, heat exhaustion. But it did have usually had Minute Maid lem- lemonade that you can do, and I certainly had tap water. So you can go you can go up as many times as you want to get mm-hmm. cold water. Sit down, take a break. That's a great actually a great spot, and I've done it more than once. Just gone in there, gotten a couple of drinks. I mean, it has hamburgers and hot dogs. It's not really my uh, but doesn't it also serve ice cream? Well, the ice cream is actually outside oh. around around the corner. It is so very shaded, however. <laughs> it is very shaded, and there is that ice cream st- uh, stop yeah. right there that sells the... Uh, I know Dave used to get the uh, ice cream sandwich. It was this monstrosity. It was like these two huge chocolate chip cookies with all... Uh, you know, there's like four scoops of vanilla ice cream, and I, I don't even know how somebody eats that whole thing, but... Uh, it was quite good. Uh, but, yeah, there is an ice cream spot right there, and it is shaded, and it is uh, a, a good spot to uh, sit and relax. I mean, it's not indoors like Restaurant Source, but there's really nothing stopping you from grabbing an ice cream and walking into Restaurant Source. Right. I mean, nobody's at the door saying you're and not going to come in. I would say if it's, a, if it's a refillable station, too, even if you don't want another drink, I would go and fill that cup up with ice to carry with you. Excellent idea. For the rest of the day. So, because... In the heat, sometimes, you know, that bottle of water that you packed is going to get warmer. Um, and then that way you have ice to keep cooler liquids mm-hmm. as you're going throughout the day. So I would even refill it with ice before you leave. That way you have ice with you. That's a great idea. And, um, you know, we're walking a little bit away from Dinoland now into the theater in the wild. I mean, people kind of group that into Dinoland, even though technically it's on its own. But that's where Nemo is. And again, uh, it is all outdoors in terms mm-hmm. of the um, queue. Uh, you actually get to go inside in the shade and sit, so that's okay. It's still an outdoor theater. Yeah, it's basically, shaded, it's, it's shaded. Yeah, it, I mean, I remember when Festival of the Lion King was over in Camp Mini Mickey, and that also was basically outdoors. And I it was. Too, yeah. It could get so hot in it there. Was, this yeah. is not that much better. It's a little bit better. But it's not that much better. So, uh, you know, make sure if you're going into one of those theater shows, it's a great idea to get a nice cold water, bring with you in or whatever, you know, or noon or whatever you want to do. Um, but, you know, be, keep that in mind. And again, as you're going into Expedition Everest and everything and everything basically in um, Asia and Andapur and Shurkazang is all outdoors. Everest, outdoor queue. Although they do a pretty good job of you know, a lot of fans and stuff on that. It's not too bad. Kali River Rapids, all outdoors. That can get rough. Um, Although the, the ride itself, you're probably going to get splashed. Fair. Those two rides, once you're on the ride, you're fine. But the queue itself, uh, both of yeah. them can be a little rough, especially Kali. Um, you know, walking through the Maharaja Jungle Trek can be very hot. It has the same kind of feel as um, the Oasis. There's a lot of foliage. You feel like you're in a jungle. When we go to Asia, I like to let my kids, um, again, children are very highly susceptible to heat illness. I like to take a stop over, uh, where is it? There's a water play. Yeah, right by, area. it's not right a by big Kali. water play area, right. but it's got a ball, I yes. want to say, right. and then it's got right. a few fountains, yep. but kids can splash through there and 
I, I don't Oddly care. Enough, I pack extra outfits anyways, just in case someone spills on themselves or gets sick on a ride. Well, so I don't care if they splash that, and splash and that, splash. That is a, a very good um, tip for, for, for any park. Because um, for whatever reason, Animal Kingdom, this is the only really watery park that they have. Uh, Magic Kingdom, of course, has Casey's over by Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Epcot has those like fountain things, a couple of them in Future World. Um, I can't think of one on Hollywood Studios off the top of my head, but be that as it may. And little kids, you know, before you even um, can see what's going on, run into those fountains <laughs> without you even maybe even realizing it at points. So bringing an extra uh, set of clothes so you don't have to buy a $35 t-shirt for your kid that day um, is a fa- fantastic idea. And then it gives you a great opportunity to get soaking wet in Collie River Rapids. Who cares? It's um, gone now, but one of my favorite mm-hmm. um, places to take my kids, and I would bring, like, little swim outfits, I guess their swim gear with them, um, is uh, Bugs Land. Bugs Land had this huge water play area. Out out here in Vegas, they're common. Every park has right. what they call a splash pad. Even our baseball park has a splash yeah, pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause they're common out here because of the heat that sure. you just know. There's all the there's a water play area and you know for some reason California had a gigantic one and it's not such a big thing over at Disney World which is much much hotter than Southern California. It is, yeah. It's it's weird to me. I mean, I've talked about this on the show a couple of times and it's actually in fairness was Christina's original idea. Many of my ideas I just steal from Christina because <laughs> she's not on the show. But uh, the uh, oh having a water playground area in Avatar Land it just seems like a no brainer to me. Um, and we'll talk about Avatar Land in a minute, uh, but I mean it, they do need more water parks. But Christina is correct. Right by Kali uh, River, sort of at the end of the outdoor seating for the Yak and Yeni counter it's service. The restrooms. It's right by restrooms. At yeah. 100% right. Right before you get into the Maharaja Jungle Trek, right near the entrance to Kali, is this little water playground, and it's a great spot, especially if you have little kids who are not jumping on Kali River Rapids to get soaking wet. They can get soaking wet right there mm-hmm. uh, in that playground. It's a great spot. It's shaded. It's cool. you got water splashing all over you if you want. It's a great spot. So that is a, a, a good tip. Um, again, the rest of Asia is all outdoors. Maharaja up the, the bird show. can get If it's hot out, it can get pretty stuffy in there. I mean, I know it's outdoors. I mean, it's, it's open, I should say. But you're still sitting with a whole bunch of people. Um, and it can get pretty stuffy and again there's really no relief in uh, with that with that area um i think that's it for asia right anything else you want to talk about so let's move over to harambe which is another spot that can get awfully hot um in especially in the middle of harambe square i know they don't have music really anymore but still you have a ton of people uh, milling about it's kind of like very um the, the the ground itself is very um light colored which reflects the heat Mm-hmm. And um, it can be very hot in the middle of Harambe. I could get awfully stuffy in there. Um, fortunately, you do have, um, and again, another counter service that's outdoors, Tamu Tamu and Harambe Market doesn't really help you. But you do have at least a nice store that you can dump, dip, dip into yeah, for I a little bit. Like Stawa Bar, it's covered. It's still. It's covered. It's not too bad because. What was that? It's not indoors. It is not indoors. It's not what we're going to talk about in the Nomad Lounge in a few minutes. Um, it is it is outdoors for sure. However, 
it is covered and they actually have a pretty good amount of fans in there. It's not too bad in Dawa. Yeah. It's better in Dawa than the rest of Harambe, my, I would say. My favorite spot in Harambe for just, and again, you're, you want to take breaks throughout the day, is right off to the side of the stage by where the, I want to say the bakery is. Kusafiri, mm-hmm. yeah. The handicap restroom is yep. this covered, somewhat covered um, seating area. It's like overflow oh, yes. seating yes, for I know something. But you can watch all the performances mm-hmm. if your kids want to play mm-hmm. or dance. That you can watch them. Um, I remember we had her mo- my mom with us once, and mm-hmm. she needed a break, and so we went in there, and she was able to sit down. She still was seeing everything that was going on, listening to music, watching the performances. Mm-hmm. But she could take a break, get somewhat out of the sun, and then uh, rehydrate. Yeah. So. That is actually, that was initially sort of seating for, you have Tamu Tamu right there, which initially, when the park first opened, was serving like burgers and stuff like that. So people could get like a burger or whatever and sit down in that area. It's right behind it. And the theme of that is that's the old fort of Harambe back in colonial times. And if you look real close, you could see some of the details I recommend. I'm not going to go through them all again now. But we have done shows about uh, Harambe and sort of the theme of it and the, the aesthetics of it. Find that. and But it's it's actually a r- cool it's area. It's a to, really cool yeah. area. It's a nice spot for taking a break. It's a nice spot for getting somewhat out of the sun. It's not completely covered. But it is somewhat covered. You're in a little bit more shade. And, um, and I never see anyone in there. No. It's usually You're, pretty it's, quiet. Usually maybe really, one or two people. But it's always you It's always not got hard work. to get a table. Yeah. It's also a good spot if you know not not for nothing. If you want to get go to the bakery in the morning, you know you rope drop Kilimanjaro safaris and then want to get something to eat. That's a good spot to get your coffee and baked goods and or the fruit market, which is right near there too. Also, fruits and, hydrating and fruits hydrating. Coffee's a diuretic. Well, so we won't recommend that. I was talking first thing in the morning before okay, you're really getting yeah. into the hot. But yes, uh, that's actually a good but point fruit because is very hydrating. that fruit stand is a great spot to get mm-hmm. stuff like fruit they i know they have and juices you know, they have waters kids nor like favorite thing on a vacation there's all these cookies and candies and chips and all of that but you know um a lot of the water that you get is not water that you're drinking it's water that you're you're getting through food so having them say hey let's just have an orange it's going to help hydrate us um they sell lots of fruit there. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so fruit's very hydrating i recommend grabbing some just as a snack even if next you get your kids cookies they might even have watermelon which is basically all water (laughs) watermelon's actually yeah that's really that's really i think they do but during certain times of the year i don't see it there year round but i always see oranges and apples and bananas absolutely 100 percent. 100 percent. that's true and in general fruit is hydrating get fruit yeah um that pretty much covers Harambe, except for uh, you know the Gorilla Falls um, Trail, which just like uh, Anandapur, the Maharaja Jungle Trek, could be a little rough to walk through that thing in the in the middle of the day in the heat. I mean, it's not. It's got more indoor areas, though. It does have more indoor areas, but it also has more uh, elevation. Well, true. To be honest, I mean, when you're walking past the hippos and going up into the gorillas and stuff, I mean. When I say elevation, it's not like, you know, when we walked Observation Point no. in Zion, you're not no, going you're up not hundreds of feet. <laughs> right. 
But it is, I mean, when it's 95 and walking up to go see the, I could see people yeah, like, but there's a There's a couple <laughs> enclosures. There are. You can go in and get out of the heat and get in some shade for a little bit. Yeah, where the Maybe giraffes are. I'm not a giraffes, cast sorry. member talk about. Um, where the, the zebra where are is not a bad yeah, spot. Yeah, there's a spot with the um, lizards, I want to say. Oh, the indoor building. The, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. indoors. Yep. Completely indoors. And it's usually pretty well fanned, aerated in there. Yeah. Um, and also, even the, when you first see the gorillas, that that's covered. Yeah, but it can be awfully spot. stuffy in there because there's a lot of people in there often. That that spot can be a little stuffy. It can, but we're talking. I mean, if you just need to get out of the sun, I think True. between the two treks, and, and believe me, I like Maharaja a lot. Uh-huh. But between the two treks, when we're talking about places to go to be like, you know, we need to get it. We've been in the sun. It's a little bit better for too long. That one's a little bit better. I got you. Okay, I, I can go with that. I can agree with that. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Again, thank, thankfully, when they built uh, the new Festival of the Lion King Theater, and spoiler alert, we're going to be doing a Festival of the Lion King show in the near future. But um, when they built this theater, this is now all indoors, and it's so much better in terms of air conditioning and relaxing. So if you're not there and crazy busy time and you don't have to wait on the line you could just show up uh right beforehand uh that's that's a great spot to just sit and relax and get a little bit cooler back in the old days when it was a camp mini making we were talking about it before it was out it was covered but it was basically outdoors this is a thousand times better in terms of uh getting cooled down um so i think that covers harambe and we just have one more land to go and that is avatar land the uh newest uh, uh, land at Disney's Animal Kingdom and again I, I, Joe I know you're listening to this but I know you're not in charge anymore but why didn't you build a water park a little water play area for kids in Avatar Land I don't get it it would fit and to be brutally honest uh, Avatar Land uh, I'm a fan I think they did a fantastic job but and so do a lot of other people and that place can be crowded and when mm-hmm. When it's 95 degrees and you are bumper to bumper with people outdoors in Avatar Land, it is not pleasant. Um, Satuli Canteen, to get a seat indoors on crowded times, it's not happening. You you're you're going to be sitting outdoors. I don't think I've ever sat indoors there. I did once. Because it's, it's very it popular. T- yeah. It's the, new, the newer, one of the newer restaurants. Uh-huh. It's really popular. It's fantastic. I love it. You know, who doesn't like sure meats? Yeah, no, uh, I, know, I, I think it's um, I think it's maybe it's, the best counter service in Disney World. Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't think I've ever actually sat inside. I have. I was there once in late August when it was quieter with my kids, and I sat down there. I remember sitting with my cousin too. We were we were definitely indoors once, um, and which is fine. But sitting outdoors in the heat, it's not it's not great. It's only semi covered. It it is semi covered. There's usually some fans going. It's not. Harambe market bed in terms yeah. of being out in the sun um, and Flame Tree is also covered they do a decent job it's not too bad Flame Tree barbecue but again you're outdoors and there's very little outdoor counter service at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom for whatever reason um, but um, in the Navi River journey now Flight of Passage is mostly indoors but again you, if you're there in a, if you're there now um, 
the lines are never going to be less than like. I will say, when you're walking in front of that there, like if you're going either to oh, the that... line or you're waiting for people, the mm-hmm. spray off of the that's true waterfall can be quite cooling, refreshing. It's almost like a mister on you. That is very true. Um, so that's not a bad spot. I agree with you. Um, but um, I was just going to say, in flight of passage. Um, I mean, unless you're getting there first thing or doing it last, you're, you're going to be waiting outdoors for a while, yeah, too. And the Navi River Journey, I think, is one of the most underrated attractions in all of Disney World. And I know Christina agrees with me. <laughs> and I, I've it's actually my top three. I've actually said this on the show. And again, stealing from Christina. <laughs> it is a, what would you say, a watercolor? It, it looks like, what is it, an underwater water. Water like color. a watercolor painting come to life. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. The first time I saw it, you sent me a video. And I did you the whole ride. And I was through, like, yeah. wow, it's like a watercolor it's beautiful. Count- painting. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful ride. But for some reason, the queue sucks. You are um, outdoors. Yeah. It's covered. It's really kind of cramped in there. And if it's packed, it is brutally hot. It's, it reminds me of the Kilimanjaro Safari uh, queue, which is poorly designed for heat anyway. Um, I don't think they expected it because it's not. I guess, I guess, I guess that's true. Um, you I know. don't think they expected that many people. True, but, but none. Of the, there's zero queue indoors. You know, it's funny, and people don't like that ride. Like you said, it's underrated. People don't, but there's always a queue, and I think it's just either people who can't. Um, they're waiting for family that are going on the other Avatar one, or. The t- line is way too long for the other Avatar ride, and they're like, "Well, we're here. We'll go on this one." Right. But the queue's always long for that one as well. And you're right; it's very zigzaggy and mainly outdoors. And and now I know you haven't been there since then, but now uh, since COVID, they have these glass partitions that separate. So, so you're actually kind of covered from from uh, uh, up to you know over your head. In glass, so that oh, it's so even that's more. That's gonna make it worse as far as the humidity. It's even and the worse stuffiness. now. It's even worse now. I mean, I was there in March when it wasn't mm. too bad, but I can't even imagine what it's like right now. Um, it, it would be terrible. Um, before we're done, we do have to walk out of uh, Avatar Land. Technically, this is still part of Discovery Island, which we've already covered. But I, for one, can tell you one of our biggest mm-hmm. go-tos for the middle of the day I mean my kids are always I think I've said this on the show before too uh, almost every time we're in Animal Kingdom when it's lunchtime and it's getting hot I say where do you guys want to go to eat they always say can we go to the Nomad Lounge yep. so um, that it, it fantastic to go sit inside inside the deck's still not th- that bad but inside's ten times better the deck, in the middle. The way it faces, I don't think it gets much sun. It, agreed. I think it's facing away from the sun, so agreed. it's not as hot as some of the other outdoor seating. And then I've always caught a breeze off the river. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's so not it's not bad by any means. The patio is not bad at all. In fact, usually I can't get a spot on the patio because people want mm-hmm. to Absolutely sit there true. and enjoy because it's not overly hot it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. so i can i very rarely can get a seat outside on the patio now one thing you should know um that this started with covid i don't know if it's continuing now or if it's going to continue into the future but you had to put your name on a list for nomad lounge you used to be able to just show up and wait for somebody to leave Mm -hmm. and sit down now you have to and i think you can even do it through the app um so what we did it opened usually at 11 o'clock so we usually showed up around 10 to 11 so that's when it really opened um, it opened like 10.45 or so. 
Um, and we got right in and sat inside and just sat there for like an hour plus. Um, you know, and just had a couple of drinks, lots of water, you know, and, and mm -hmm. something to eat. So, but be, be forewarned, you, if you're there in a very busy day and you just want to show up at two o'clock in the afternoon, you might have a long wait. Um, you might want to get yourself on the waiting list first and then maybe go over to Avatar Land or whatever. And, and I should say with that, although I'm sure it's grown in popularity, so there's much more of a long wait, but, mm -hmm. um, but the staff at the No Man Lounge is amazing. F fantastic, um, absolutely we fantastic. Had a, a family member and not the kid who had heat exhaustion but uh, a family member who had a medical emergency and had to leave in an ambulance from Disney World and I ended up with my niece um, who I wasn't supposed to have but right. you know because of everything and I just remember them being incredibly accommodating when they found out what was going on they let us hang out there till we got word they like found a space for us that's when we found out that you can order just about anything off the menu and they'll you know, right. Well, so yeah, what what, what Christine is mentioning is, um, but they were so accommodating, so nice, mm -hmm. and they were so pleasant in what was like a really awful time. And I think in general Disney is like that, which makes for the Disney service that sure. sets them apart, um, which I think a lot of people forgot them with COVID. But then, especially, I mean, the No Men Lounge has always shown like such amazing customer service. It really oh. is a place to frequent. <laughs> I love that place. I mean, I, I could spend hours in there, and I do. Um, what Christina was mentioning about the menu is Nomad Lounge has its own sort of tapas, I guess, menu. It's like does. about Which is good. seven or eight kind of appetizery kind yeah. of things. Um, but they share a kitchen with Tiffin's. Um, and I know for a fact you can order any of the apps off of the, the Tiffin's menu. And if you really asked, you could probably get an entree. In our case... Uh, with with your niece, yeah, uh, we got pasta. we got pasta was not on any was, menu, and, no. they, and they just and they figured it out. They were right. Like, they okay, figured it let's out. Let's see what you. we can do for you. And it was again, they they're were, fantastic. They're wonderful there. Mm -hmm. um, and and I have never heard anyone having a bad experience at No Man. No, I mean uh, I, I've never heard anyone. <laughs> and I don't want like to it. know. If you have one, don't don't write me. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. If, if you write me and tell me you have the bad experience, I'll think you're lying, so don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, Mad Lounge is our favorite, and it is also, by the way, a very good t-shirt on tpublic.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it. Is there anything anything else we need to cover? I mean, there's some, I mean, there's some self-evident tips, for example. Um, getting there first thing in the morning and taking a break, going back to your hotel and going to the pool and, you know, drinking lots of water in your hotel room where it's nice and cool during the middle of the afternoon and coming back at night. I mean, that's sort of self-evident. I mean, yeah, people understand that. Um, I mean, my but, biggest tips are really just, you know, watch everyone in your group. Make sure you're taking in lots of non-diuretic fluids. Um, again, what are non-diuretic fluids for people who don't know? So um, coffee and tea are diuretic. Um, and that's because they have caffeine in it, right? Caffeine, and I think I think tea has some other elements that okay. make it a diuretic. Okay. So that's going to dehydrate you more. Um, sodas can, A, because of some of them with caffeine, but even those without caffeine, they're very high in sodium, right. which um, is just you're, you're going to dehydrate yourself. Um, so drink a lot of non-diuretic fluids. I think they sell Propel. Am I right? I don't know that. I don't it's know. Propel, Gatorade. Uh, oh. If you can bring electrolyte tabs with you, cold water, right. um, lots of water throughout the day. And my suggestion after having my experience of, you know, we weren't not 
giving breaks, we just were all switching who was watching the kids that we didn't realize they hadn't gone on a break in a while. Set up break times before you go into the park. And here's another thing that some people don't, I think a lot of people know this, but some might not, is that all the counter services, uh, you can just go in and say, I want a glass of ice water. And they'll give you a glass of ice water on tap. You don't have to wait in line. You don't I have to. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, you can do that. You, you can go in and say, I, I need some ice water. And you can get it. You don't have to wait in line. You don't have to pay for anything. It's just tap water. But it's a glass of ice tap water. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, number one. I think, uh, number one thing to drink. I think what, what we talked about earlier is a great tip. Bring your own water bottles. Fill them up. There are water fountains to fill up or whatever during the course of the day. And throw a noon in there. Buy a noon. Try it. Yep. Give it a shot. Uh, because um, they do, I mean, it's even better than Gatorade, right? With the electrolytes and stuff like that. Or is it at least on par? So Gatorade's high in sugar. So I would say, yeah, noon, noon's... Even better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, people I mean, think that if they have a big glass of iced tea or a big glass of Coke, that that's, you know, that's no. going to hydrate you. No. Not and really. And certainly if you're taking your mid-afternoon, like you like to do, break it nomad alcohol is Well, I'll forget. I mean, obviously, alcohol is a no-no. If you're stopping by the Dawa, if you're stopping by Nomad, make sure that you're replenishing your fluids because those also can contribute to dehydration. If you are like me and start to feel tingling in your legs and you think you might be on the verge of a heat stroke, don't go to a Nomad Lounge and get a big pint of beer. That's not going to help you. (laughs) Get water, get Gatorade and that kind of stuff. Wear cool clothing i usually mm-hmm. dress my kids in uh, moisture wicking uh clothes yeah, that's so, a good thought. Um, almost like athletic wear um, mm-hmm. something that's going to keep your body cooler um if you can wear hats to just keep the right. sun off of you i might point out that uh if you go to t public slash radio harambe the uh what are these the extra soft um, what are the, the I don't style? think those are moisture wicking, babe. But they're, yeah. not, they're not <laughs> moisture wicking, but they're very light. They are very light. They're very light. Yeah. So um, I, I love to wear them when it's really hot. I have like a hundred of them, and I wear them like basically every day here in Las so Vegas. Which ones are those? They sell tank the, tops, though. There you go. They, they have tank tops. They sell tank tops. So but it's extra soft. No, um, you check the weather beforehand. As I, I can say as a 911 dispatcher, mm-hmm. I don't know how many search and rescues I go on where the people just didn't even check the temperatures. They didn't even check for storm weather. They didn't even check for before you leave your hotel or even the night before, but before you leave your hotel, because most weather service centers update around 3 or 4 a.m., check the forecast. Are you going to be looking, if, if there's an afternoon rainstorm, I guarantee it's going to be humid. <laughs> it's going to be humid that day. If temperatures... You know, if the temperatures are up, prepare for that. Right. Um, look at what the forecast is for the day and then plan accordingly as far as what you're going to wear. Don't wear long pants and long sleeve shirt <laughs> yeah. in August at Disney World. No, don't. Um, don't. I, think, I think that when you had your hate illness, you were wearing long pants because I said we're going hiking. You're used to New Jersey hiking where you wear long pants because there's... Ticks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always wear. I always wear. Yeah. I had. I had like. What? I had a couple of different pairs, like yeah. a Eddie Bauer. They're light, but they were long pants because yeah. in New Jersey you go hiking. It's in the woods, and I mean I've come out of come out of hiking pulling like five or six ticks off my leg at one. You know at some point. So, 
that's one thing you so really have to be careful about in the east. If it's going to be hot, if it's going to be in the 90s in Orlando with high humidity, make sure that you're wearing moisture-wicking clothes, tank tops, shorts, um, dress for the weather. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that pretty much covers it, right? You have anything else? You can else? take fans with you. That's a good point. And they sell them, too. To well, yeah, they sell the really expensive, I know they're like, way overpriced, Mr. like fans, everything else. Um, which, which, are, which are fine, but honestly, like... Go into your dollar store before you go on vacation yeah. and just get one of those fold-out fans or those flat fans. Those work wonders. Mm-hmm. Take a fan with you while you're standing in line. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's it, right? I think so. All right. So I think we're going to call it a day here. Uh, I thank you again for uh, listening to Radio Harambe, and I again point you to our social media. I'm on Twitter at everyone. My Instagram is safari underscore Mike because some shlemiel took safari Mike. Um, and the we also the website also has uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom is somehow we got that tag for uh, Instagram. So if you go <laughs> at Disney's Animal Kingdom, that's actually not the official Disney World site. It is us. Um, and I know Dave posts a ton of stuff on there all the time. So check out those, and you can get links to our T Public Store from any of those um, any of those links. Um, also, Dave is on Twitter at Radio Harambe, and also follow the as I said. The brains and looks of the the Power Diz Twitter couple uh, at Raising oh. Las Vegas. Uh, follow her on Instagram. Also, that's also your Instagram tag, right? At, at Raising Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, she is. It's also the, my Peloton tag. Like I keep it. There you I go. Keep it across the board. <laughs> so <laughs> follow her to too. <laughs> um, and I thank you again for uh, joining us on Radio Harambe. Uh, Radio Harambe, Quaharini, and go well. Now, who do you?